Hello and welcome to episode three of the Not The Top 20 betting show. I am Ali Maxwell, George Ellick alongside me. I mentioned on Monday's pod, George, that we did get a few messages on Saturday saying, lads, I backed some of your tips and, uh, and they've helped me to make a bit of money. But overall, not actually a stellar weekend. Just talk us through our, our P&L, our results from last week's betting show. Yeah, it was a, a bit of an odd one where it looked like we might land all the sweeties. And then in the end, uh, we've both lost, well, lost points over the weekend, which is a shame. Uh, BTTS uh, did not cop for you, much to my sadness in Oxford Fleetwood. Did Oxford get close to scoring? Uh, well, Jamie Mackey missed an absolute sitter, but, uh, but except for that, um, it, was, it was pretty dire. Um, and then James Collins didn't score first for you. Uh, Leeds won, so he didn't even need the Asian handicap, but that was a winner. Um, your nap, Northampton, was obviously a loser, and Pompey did win. So two winners for you. Um, and then Villa Wigan was BTTS for me. Gavin Massey didn't even play, so that bet is void for first goal scorer. Um, if anyone backed that and they think it was a loser, check your accounts because you should have your state returned to you. Um, championship, Ipswich plus uh, Ipswich drawn a bet on the Asian. Um, it was sadly and guttingly a loser very late on. Um, Gillingham to win at 9-5 to five was a winner for me and Forest Green was my nap which again was pretty close and, uh, and just got gubbed late on so all in all that meant that I was 0.2 points down uh, over the weekend which leaves me on minus 1.94 points which is a bit of a tough start to the season but we'll get there and Ali lost 0.05 points over the weekend leaving him on 0.93 in the profit so he is just ahead of me, um, he is still in the black. It's time for me to pull my finger out and pick some winners. I'm pretty sure I've done so this weekend. We're going to introduce a new feature to the betting show, and it was suggested to us by friend of the pod, George Smiley. So thank you, George, for this. It's really taking a match in focus out of the EFL card on the weekend and just delving in, not too deep, but with some depth uh, into a game that we considered to be interesting. We tweeted out a few options for you guys to vote on yesterday and there were two games to the championship, but they were gazumped by a game in League One. And I think that's really nice that we're not just going to be focusing on championship matches. And it's Walsall against Gillingham. So, George, Walsall are sixth, Gillingham are fourth. Why should this game be game in focus for us this week? What's what's interesting about it? Well, there's, there's a lot that's interesting. Two teams that weren't necessarily particularly well fancied uh, coming into the season who've started very, very well indeed. Um, you're looking at Gillingham, who've got maximum points so far from their two games. Six points, uh, scoring five goals and conceding just one. Walsall as well, who we had big concerns about how I've backed for relegation, looking like the 4-4-2 that the only manager... Uh, Dean Keats is, is put in is, is working brilliantly and their new striker Andy Cook who's only got the one goal so far but Walsall fans seem pretty convinced that he is the next big thing so if you told me before the season started that we'd be going uh, our first match in focus would have been Gilling and Walsall I probably would have fallen asleep but here we are and it looks like it's going to be a cracker yeah Mark O'Hare who everyone who listens to this pod will know but is an obvious Twitter follow if you're looking at backing clubs in the EFL he tweeted out some very early season XG from open play stats. And this is the match between the top two teams in League One. So uh, Walsall have 
average so far 1.6 expected goals from open play uh, that's second in the division and Gillingham 2.05 averaged expected goals from open play so far so these teams have really hit the ground running you touched on Cook there I think uh, Ferrier uh, up front with him for Walsall Morgan Ferrier uh, who they signed from Boreham Wood for 35k has looked like perfect foil for Cook he's got uh, great pace and he's been basically making defenders afternoons an absolute nightmare along with Cook who is strong good in the air they look like an excellent partnership and Ferrier is an interesting one you might remember a bit of a hullabaloo about a potential move away from Boreham Wood to AFC Wimbledon where Boreham Wood basically went viral for this huge statement basically panning Ferrier's agent and saying he didn't have the players best interests at heart and they were trying to swindle the club basically Ferrier uh, apologised found a new agent I believe and uh, got a move to Walsall so at 35 K, he's already looking like a fantastic signing. Gillingham themselves talk about teams who are good going forward. They've got a lot to thank their new signings for. Regan Charles Cook and Brandon Hanlon uh, have looked absolutely brilliant on the counter attack for Gills over the last few games, including their penalties loss to Millwall on Tuesday night. And I think what's been interesting about Gillingham is Tom Eaves scored a brace against Burton in that win, but didn't actually start the game. They started with Parker, um, Hanlon, and Charles Cook as their attacking players, but an injury to Dean Parrott saw Eves come off the bench and score immediately, get another later on in the game. And surely now you'd think Eves will start. He seems like the perfect target man to, to bring Hanlon and Charles Cook into play. Both of them look very tricky, very pacey, um, and, uh, and both of them have, got a, a, you know, have, have come very close to scoring. Hanlon got a goal against Accrington. Both of them had chances in midweek. So in Steve Lovell of Gillingham, you've got a manager who... When he took over as caretaker, I think both of us thought, you know, this is going to be one of those standard former club legends um, working at the club already as a coach, probably won't last very long, you know, might have a good start and get appointed, but probably won't be here in, in a year's time. And yet here we are, his record, 14 wins, 13 draws and nine losses in the league since he's been in charge. So very, very impressive. Um, in terms of what you expect to see in this game? Well, you've already mentioned uh, Mark's expected goals for stats, but interestingly, if you look at the expected goals against stats as well, you're seeing a, a trend of goals as likely here. Gillingham have conceded 1.7 and 2.27 XG in their first two games. Walsall, 0.94 and 2.15. <clears throat> Gillingham have conceded 19 and 17 shots in those games. Walsall, 17 and 15. Suggesting that whilst things look good going forward, they still are fairly porous at the back. And the, the points tally may be a little bit, uh, not, not misleading because I think they've, they've served to win both games, but maybe the defences aren't quite as good as they look on paper. So... For me, this is a fairly simple one. Both teams looking very good going forward. Both teams look like things have to change at the back to ensure they're not going to concede goals. So uh, BTTS and over two and a half at 33 to 20 is the decimal, sorry, is the fraction. I know people out there are getting frustrated by our use of purely fractional odds. And therefore, I will also let you know that is 2.65 to those of you who use decimals. I would ask you something here. Uh, normally, b- both teams to score, you're looking at, your average price in, in the divisions, from what I can see, would, would normally be under evens. So even money seems like a very good price, especially with what the data is saying. I, I was sort of led to believe that bookies are really hot on, on the data and the XG stuff at the moment. So are you surprised to see a price of evens considering these two, these two teams leap off the page in terms of XG? To an extent, I, th- I think in League One, um, often especially with in, in Walsall, who have been fairly 
miserly in recent times. Um, and and it's, it's important to remember that this, this data sample is a tiny, tiny sample size. So whilst you're there saying that they're not looking at the data, it could be a case of, of, of you and I getting totally carried away in a tiny sample size and, and, and the price is right. Um, we're here to try and work out where, where there is value. And I think that despite the fact, you know, we, you say looking at the data, but at the same time, Gillingham have only conceded one goal so far this season um, and also have only scored three in their two games. So it's not like based on pure goals, um, that's a crazy price. It's more, what appeals to me more than the the XG data for, for both teams, it's the fact they seem to be conceding better chances than their goals conceded suggests, which means that it should be a, should, yeah, it should be a good game. So I'm going to pick a bet out of this one. I mentioned him on Monday's pod. I've mentioned him already uh, in this game in focus section, and it's Brandon Hanlon to score any time at seven to two. It's certainly worth a look at ten to one as first goal scorer as well. So Brandon Hanlon seven to two any time, ten to one first goal scorer. These are the sorts of of interesting games that we want to be looking at at this game in focus. So please do send us any suggestions over the next few weeks. Games that you see that that you think from a betting point of view would be interesting and also just as matches themselves thank you to Mark O'Hare for for sharing that XG and open play data and thank you also to Mike Holden who's shared his expertise on these two teams with us as well two great men we're going to get into our proper tips now George and as ever starting with first goal scorer where are you looking for this one Um, again it's not particularly uh, in you know I think it's great value and that's why I'm tipping it up but it's maybe a bit predictable Uh, Leeds host Rotherham and uh, I think we're seeing very, very quickly that uh, Kamar Roof is the focal point of this Leeds team. And he is not just scoring goals, but he is getting in position to score a hell of a lot more as well. Um, arguably unlucky not to get a hat trick last weekend. Um, should have scored the opening goal against Stoke as well when Jack Butlin made a very good point blank save. Uh, he is going to be starting up front. I think the way they play, they're ease at which they create chances is going to suit him very well and, and you know Leeds fans thinking this is just a purple patch from Roof uh, that he's not a goal scorer have to remember that he scored you know high into the 20s for Oxford United uh, in League 2 a couple of years ago he is a goal scorer uh, the reason you don't think he's a goal scorer is purely because he's been misused for two years he is 4-1 to one to score first against Rotherham the way that um, Leeds are playing they have to be heavily heavily odds on to score that first goal and uh, and the way the way they're playing, I, I really think this is a cracking bet of fours. No surprise that I'm continuing to look at Hull's opposition and finding a way to get with them. And it's the same with this first goal scorer bet. Um, Hull are hosting Blackburn on the weekend, and. I cannot get over how easily Bradley Dack has stepped up to the championship. His performance, albeit in the Carabao Cup on Wednesday night, uh, Tuesday night rather, against Carlisle was absolutely sensational. Two goals, two assists. And the goal that he didn't assist, he was sort of in the vicinity, having harried the defender into, into giving the ball away to Casey Palmer. So unbelievably impressed with Dak uh, as a scorer and as a creator. He set up two goals for Adam Armstrong. Both of these players are 15-2 to two to score first against Hull on the weekend. Both of those prices look really, really big to me. Now, because Armstrong started in the Cup, uh, he hasn't been starting ahead of Danny Graham yet in the league. I wouldn't be surprised if he is a starter on the weekend, but I'm not as sure that he will be as Bradley Dack. So Bradley Dack, first goal scorer at 15-2 to two for Blackburn this weekend, is my tip. I would suggest having a look at the team sheets. And if Armstrong is named as the striker, then that price will be a really, really tasty one as well. A nice one, 
Friend of the pod, George Smiley, sent in a, a bit of a guest tip. Just worth waiting until the lineups for this one as well. But he's a big Villa fan, and he wanted to flag up that the angle for first goal scorer in the Villa-Ipswich game could be really interesting to look at some of Villa's defenders. Uh, Set-piece delivery is going to be lethal this year with Grealish, with McGinn, with Hurahan. They saw it already last week against Wigan. Three out of six of their league goals have been from set-pieces. I think we can expect that high percentage probably to continue. So you're looking at your Yedinak, Chester, both at 33-1, to Twanzebe as well. You can get at 50-1. to These guys will be going up for the set-pieces. And from the sounds of things... McGinn will be putting them into good areas so a nice guest tip there and we do encourage those so please do get in touch if you see something that you think is of interest we'll always share them with the followers and hopefully we can we can you know find ways to beat the bookies across the EFL both teams to score now George you're staying in the championship for this one yeah worth pointing out at this stage in case you're wondering where we're getting these prices from they are the best prices on odds checker so if you go on odds checker and you go on the game you'll see the grids with all the bookies at the top and the ones in bold are the best prices and that's what we're using for the time being um, yeah so that, that that's what we're quoting there and you will be should be able to see them they will change of course um, and, and as you're going through if you follow the odds checker site if you click on the yellow plus button next to the selections it'll add it to your bet slip and therefore if you want to have a, uh, a multi which we'll suggest at the end that's how to do it right back onto the football uh, I am sticking in the championship and I'm sticking to the same um, team and theory that gave me a winner uh, last weekend uh, and that is Wigan um, Mark O'Hare as we said has, has published some XG early XG data very early stages but Wigan are ranked fifth in XG4 so far this season. I think they are a team who are going to be really exciting to watch and they're going to commit to committing men forward and not necessarily just sitting back and resting on their laurels. Second in that table is Forrest at 1.33 and we've covered it many, many times, but the attacking talent they have is no secret whatsoever. And I am absolutely baffled that this is 5-6. to six. I think that the 54.5% implied probability that 5-6 to six suggests is wrong. This has to be, just like that Villa-Wigan game, has to be heavily likely that both teams will notch in this game, given the way that both teams set up, given the way they play. I know that Aitor Karanka is, is not necessarily a manager you'd want to get too involved with with goals, but I think given the, dards, the cards he's been dealt with attacking talent and maybe something of a porous backline, you'd think especially back to um, that West Brom game, which West Brom were really poor and managed to carve out many chances. Uh, I'm confident about this BTTS. Yes, Wigan Forest. I've got an even money BTTS shout and it's offered by William Hill on Burton versus Doncaster this weekend. Burton have been underperforming, I think it's fair to say. We didn't expect them to be challenging at the top of this division, but even so, a really disappointing start to the season for them. However, one prediction we did get right was that Liam Boyce would continue to to find the net, and that's what he's showing already this season, scrambling in a couple of goals already. And I think that they're, with Boyce up front, always going to be a good bet to score. Doncaster have been massively outdoing what we expected from them. Hugely impressive start to his managerial reign from Grant McCann. He's the first Doncaster manager to win his opening three games in charge since Stan Anderson in 1975. And as we mentioned on Monday, really impressive uh, support now for John Marquis, especially from Malik Wilkes. So at even money, I really like this BTTS. I wouldn't be surprised if Doncaster uh, get a good result. And I think if you look at them, maybe on the Asian handicap you could find a a very good price for that but BTTS Burton Doncaster yes even money at the moment with Will Hill your nap please George your best bet of the weekend across the EFL my best bet comes in league two I haven't learned from my mistake last weekend where I was uh, I was caught late on um 
when I was backing Forest Green, but I'm getting against Oldham again here. Um, they are at home to Macclesfield. Macclesfield obviously had a, have had a tricky start to their life back in the EFL um, without much success, but they did score two goals away at Swindon, and that gives me hope that they will be able to uh, to at least try and get something out of this game. So I'm backing Macclesfield on the plus three-quarter market. Now, this means that if they were to lose by one goal, you would get half your stake back. And given that Oldham are uh, a bottom of Mark's XG4 uh, in open playlist at 0.15, given what we said about them at the moment, where they seem to be a team in absolute turmoil, uh, the four to five about, about Oldham seems incredibly skinny to me and I think that anyone backing that needs to have a word in their racker because this is by no means a uh, an easy banker so plus three quarters as I say if they lose by a goal you get half your money back if they draw um, then it is uh, double chance so you get so you get your winner so it's yeah for me the value at eight to nine which is about 0.89 so a touch bigger than five to six uh, looks like a cracking bet to me I like that a lot. My nap is West Bromwich Albion and over 2.5 in their game against QPR. West Brom are a four to six heavy favourite in this game. And I will never be tipping up a four to six shot as my nap. I think that's fair to say. So I'm looking at combining them with over 2.5 at eight to five because... Their front line is absurd. We touched on it on Monday. Dwight Gale joins Jay Rodriguez, flanked by Matty Phillips and Harvey Barnes. I mean, it really is an embarrassment of riches for them. QPR's defence, on the other hand, is not something to write home about. They lost key players in their back line last season uh, over the summer, and they have been leaky, to to, to say the least, to start this campaign. They managed to keep Peterborough at bay in the Carabao Cup in midweek. But I'm pretty sure that West Brom will overpower them. At the same time, we know that QPR have some decent attacking players and that West Brom themselves have conceded a fair few goals already. So I'm pretty confident of the overs and I'm very confident that West Brom will win. So I'm combining those at 8-5. to West Brom and over 2.5 goals is my nap. So all that remains now is for us to give us give you, rather, our best bets across the other uh, leagues. So, George, your championship best bet, please. Yeah, it's an interesting one, this, because, it's, it's, you know, it's a, as they all should be, it's a big value punt here. Um, Sheffield United got a massive win over, on the weekend when they were staring down the barrel of what would have been a fairly embarrassing start to the season when they were 1-0 down against QPR. Um, the odds on, they are... You know, just a shade of odds against uh, to beat Norwich um, this coming weekend at home. I think Norwich were hard done by. We discussed in the Monday pod. Um, I thought that they deserved something out of the game against West Brom, either individual errors by Tim Krul or Jordan Rhodes missing the penalty or a bit of a luck from West Brom. They still scored three goals. I think there's a lot about this Norwich team and, you know, they are 31 to 10 to, uh, to win the game with black type, which appeals, but I'm going to take a little bit off that and just go to the draw no bet market where they are seven to four um, to uh, draw no bets. That means if it is a draw, you get your money back. I just think the Sheffield United team haven't quite clicked yet. Um, and, you know, scraping a 2-1 win at Loftus Road doesn't give you much hope for them. Whereas I think Norwich have been a bit better so far. So draw no bet, Norwich at seven to four. I've already covered the championship with my nap, West Brom and over 2.5 goals in their game against QPR. So moving down to League One, I am looking for a, a relatively similar bet in the sense that I want to get with Barnsley, 
but they are a four to six shot and I'm not into those. I'm going to look at Barnsley minus one in the handicap market. Uh, They're at home to AFC Wimbledon who have been more impressive than I expected and I'll certainly hold my hand up about that. I just feel that Barnsley's quality, uh, I see no reason why they would particularly slow down in this game and I think that uh, nine to five to win by essentially two goals or more is, is a great bet. So Barnsley minus one at nine to five is my best bet in League One uh, whereas you're looking at the Asian handicap market for this one again I know it seems to be you love the Asian handicap market we haven't even had a push so far so uh, yeah going back to uh, Bradford um, who we had some success with on opening day Uh, Southend have had a sticky start to the season a lot of positivity there um, but defeats at home to um, Sorry, defeat at home to Doncaster, defeat at home to Brentford in the Cup, conceding seven goals in those two games and an away draw with Plymouth. Um, obviously, after the Plymouth fiasco, I think Chris Powell won't be in the dugout, which doesn't really help either. Bradford, on the other hand, uh, a great 1-0 opening day win against uh, Shrewsbury. And I think we can draw a line through that loss to Barnsley because I think as the season goes on, we're going to see more and more teams getting pretty well beat by Barnsley. Uh, Bradford are 130 um, to win the game, which again is is value in my book, but I, I'm going to look back at the old Asian handicaps again to uh, just take a little bit of risk out and look at the plus a half market, which is effectively double chance. So you win whether it's a uh, a Bradford win or a Bradford draw, and that is at 19 to 20 best price. So Bradford plus a half on the Asian handicap at 19 to 20 for me in League One. You've already covered League Two with your nap Macclesfield plus. 0.75. My best bet in League Two is Exeter. Odds against at 22 to 19 at home to Newport. Hugely impressed with the way that Exeter have started under Matt Taylor. Still have some question marks about Newport, who did manage to grind out a win against Crew last weekend. But I still think that if Exeter are going to keep up this high performance levels uh, with some of the quality that they've got in their team, then these are the sorts of games where they won't be odds against for much longer. So Exeter 22 to 19 is my best bet for League Two. And that concludes this week's NTT20 betting show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you've got this far, if you wouldn't mind dropping a retweet or a share. uh, And also, if you wouldn't mind letting us know your picks for the weekend. We want a first goal scorer and we want your nap tweeted to us. Um, We really enjoyed hearing from some of you guys last week uh, around Thursday and Friday as you tweeted in your bets. And some of you did brilliantly. Sam Robinson and Dan Coyne. Uh, were two out of two from their bets. Brilliant stuff. Both of them picked Norwood as first goal scorer for Tranmere versus Cheltenham. Um, Leicester Wyatt as well, two for two. Uh, John Akinde first goal scorer and Middlesbrough to win to nil. And of course, the infamous, the famous, the glorious Gab Sutton at Football Lab on Twitter. He was sweet on Mateus Click this weekend, 14 to one to score first. That landed within minutes of the Derby Leeds game and it was absolutely brilliant. So thank you very, very much for listening and until next time.